0: Welcome to The Chemist Check with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. Well, hello, potties. Today's show, Lashes and Boots, I'm giving a shout out to a lovely young man who is a customer of mine and also a new friend I've made, Ryder. I dedicate this show to you because of our conversation we had recently about some of the history of fashion icons and for our shared love of Oxford Street Paddington in Sydney. This one's for you, Ryder. Now, I know I go on and on about how great the 70s were in Sydney. To be a teenager in this time was the best. It was a more easygoing, laid-back, simpler time, also a time of great parties, music, fashion, Anyone who who was hip shopped at the house of Merivale and Mr. John in Sydney. It was the coolest place for clothes. They made branding fashionable. Now, anyone of my age group knew them well. By the way, I turned 64 last Friday. Don't worry, I'm still fabulous, flirty, and fun. Age really is just a number. But for young listeners out there, Google them. They're ahead of their time and a really interesting part of the culture during the 70s. As a young girl, I loved the fashion icons so much. Mary Quant being one of my favorites. She was uh, so phenomenal and with her quirky 60s, 70s fashion style. So there's another one for you guys to Google. I think you'll love her. She was very on point with today's fashion heavy black eyeliner with whisper eyelashes that tickled her eyebrows and pouty lips. Her emblem was a single black and white daisy flower with five chubby petals with a simple circle in the middle. Very 60s art. She was famous for her little short black dress with the pretty white sweetheart collar. Her hair was the signature black shiny bob. Just check her out, she was pretty cool. So you can imagine my delight when I landed a job in a pharmacy in Paddington in Sydney that sold Mary Quant Cosmetics. As she was famous for her pants and miniskirts, my uniform was a black mini, a white t-shirt, a black and white flower on it, white knee-high lace-up boots, and my blonde shiny bob hair. I had the lashes, the liner, the nude lipstick, the pout to go with it. Paddington was the hip and happening place to be. No doubt about it. Even back then, I loved the gays and the drag queens that would come into store. They were so colourful, artistic, interesting, and warm, wonderful people. This is why many of them were my friends. My sister and I had a few gay friends back then, long before it was accepted, so sadly. But straight people were just too beige for me. One night out, I got into a heated argument with this old bag. He was glaring and snarling at a friend of mine. He was quite colourfully dressed. He looked fabulous. So I glared back at her. Have you got a problem? Well, it's just not right. Oh, what the fuck? Sweetheart, have you got a mirror at home? He has got more style and class in his fake eyelashes than you do in your whole dumpy, gingham-clad, ignorant, judgmental body. People like you Just make his star shine brighter in my eyes. Move on, honey. Go lay on a picnic table somewhere. Clear, dinkum. Anyhow, we played music in this store um, to bop around to. My favourite at the time was Boz Gags, which we played on cassette tapes, of course. Uh, It was a very colourful store, not like any other pharmacy I'd ever worked in. I loved it. Boy, we had some characters come to that shop colorful, arty, musical, flamboyant, frilly, fluffy and fun. My number one favorite customer though was the wonderful Jeannie Little. Oh my god, another one for you to google guys. She She would come into the store, she wore the Mary Quant's black eyeliner and would bounce into the shop. Hello darling, in her unique lyrical voice. She was one of the loveliest people on the planet. She always brought the best energy into the shop and she loved colour and makeup. Quant's colours were exceptional, so vibrant, so out there. I remember Crybaby was the name of her waterproof mascara, Come Clean Cleanser, Vamps False Eyelashes and her fragrance launch in 74 was Havoc, which is what we created in a fun way in the store. Her sets of makeup cranes were also playful, especially for young girls starting out and experimenting Quant was a lively fun-loving soul she even put her daisy logo on the bottom of galoshes so they would leave an imprint in the snow or the mud i loved her blended baby eyeshadow palette or blush baby powder for cheeks i remember too an overnight makeup kit called play away for dirty weekends i guess very naughty very sixties She even did sunglasses. Oh boy, what would I give to have a pair of these now? They'll be worth a fortune. They're very, rare vintage. As a lot of the fragrances of the time were quite old-fashioned, she wanted to create something modern and sexy. Cleopatra's boudoir line of perfumes. She travelled to Grasse in France a couple of times from London, seeking her new smell. I luckily have had the pleasure to travel to Grasse a couple of years ago, I went to Fragonard for a fragrance lover. Grass is one of my favourite places on earth. I had three days there. The whole place sings of perfume in the air. It's just magical. You're listening to The Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. It was also at this time of working in Oxford Street, Paddington, I met a terrific chick. Her name is Rita. Her brother was the keyboard player and songwriter for a band called Sebastian Hardy. They were quite big in the day, too. One occasion, Rita took me to the family home in Picton, where her brother was playing and composing. Such a talented muse, though, he was. Also, another time at her flat in Sydney, a couple of the boys turned up to jam along. Their, mates, their mate, John English, to this day, one of my all time favourite singers. Rita was such a colourful, over the top, crazy fun girl. I loved her to bits. And magical things always happened when I was around her. Like one night, she took me to whiskey a go-go on the cross. A not-so-known band yet, Hot Chocolate, were playing. Kenny Simon reached out, grabbed my hand while I was on the dance floor, led me to the stage and sang You Sexy Thing to me. I believe in miracles. Oh, where are you from? You sexy thing, you... Well, you get the idea, okay? Rita was friends with the guys and asked him to do this for her as my birthday present. Shortly after this, they hit the big time, and they were huge. Even now, when I hear that song, it puts a big smile on my face. That was such a fun night. Rita knew everyone in the music scene in Sydney once she came over to my place, and she was wearing a really nice silk shirt, men's shirt. She says, do you like my shirt? Yeah, I love it. Stevie Wright gave it to me. I spilled a drink on it ages ago, and he just took it off and gave it to me. Sivvy Wright from the Easy Beats? Yep. Can I touch it? Yep. You can wear it for a while if you like. (laughs) Who wasn't crazy for Stevie in those days? Rita was studying to be a makeup artist for movie sets. She used to use me as a model. She'd cover me in scars and blood and burns, black eyes, way more fun than playing dress-ups. I really hope she reached her dream. as Sadly, I lost contact with her years ago Who knows, maybe we'll be rekindled our friendship during this podcast. Anyway, potties, hope you enjoyed today's history lesson. Just a lovely walk down memory lane for me, really. I know my shows are normally funny and this one was educational, so I'll throw in a joke for you to end today's show. Okay, all right, here we go. A health inspector goes into a sandwich shop and it's absolutely uh, filthy, the floor is got dirt all over it. The sandwich bar has got flies and dirt and filth. The guy comes out in this apron covered in black soot. He is just filthy and disgusting. And the health inspector walks up and says, oh, my God, can I have a salad sandwich? So the guy grabs the bread, slaps it on the dirty counter, grabs a handful of lettuce, slaps that on, handful of tomato, with his dirty hands, and he's putting all the salad on, closes it up, wraps it up in a bit of old dirty newspaper, wipes his hands on his filthy apron and hands it over to the health inspector. The health inspector says, mate, you've got to clean this joint up. He goes, if you don't clean this up in 48 hours, I'm shutting you down for good. I'll be back in two days. Okay. Two days later, he walks in. The floor is spotless. The sandwich bar is all in little containers, all the tomato and lettuce and ham and cheese. It's all beautifully done. Out walks the guy in a white, beautiful uniform, a white, beautiful um, apron, and his hair's combed immaculate. He's immaculate. The shop smells beautiful. The health inspector goes, wow, what a change. He says, I'll have a salad sandwich, thanks. So the guy gets the tongs. Lays the bread out, gets the tongs for the lettuce, puts that on, and the tomato, and gets the tongs to put it all together, close it up. And with the tongs, he picks up the sandwich, puts it in a beautiful white paper bag, and says, There you go. The health inspector says, Oh my God, I cannot believe the change in this place. It is five star, it's fabulous. And just as he's about to leave, he looks at the guy and he goes, what's that piece of string hanging from your fly? And he said, oh, he said, well, when I have to go to the toilet, I pull the string down and my old fellow flops out and I don't have to touch it with my hands. The health inspector said, that's brilliant. But how do you get it back into your pants? Oh, I use the tongs. Groove on, potties. Till next time. The Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you hear great podcasts. This has been another quality podcast from Bites.com.